48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Mainland health officials order cities with land borders to take additional measures to stop COVID from spreading. The Chief Secretary John Lee says foreign agents are attempting to obstruct next week's LegCo election. And the Brands and Products Expo in Victoria Park returns for the first time since 2019. Health officials on the mainland have ordered cities with land borders to take additional measures to stop COVID-19 from spreading after a series of localized outbreaks. Violet Wong has details. National Health Authority said in a notice that there had been multiple localized outbreaks of the coronavirus recently, all sparked by imported cases in port cities. Official figures show there have been 2,000 symptomatic local COVID cases on the mainland since mid-October, many of them in clusters in northern cities neighboring Mongolia and Russia. The notice sets out various measures. Anyone leaving a port city must show proof of negative test results within 48 hours before departure. Anyone arriving in those cities must take at least one COVID-19 test. The measures will stay in place until March the 15th. They do not apply to cities linked to Hong Kong and Macau. Health authorities reported one imported COVID-19 case today. The 27-year-old patient, a foreign domestic helper who had arrived from the Philippines, is fully vaccinated but tested positive at her quarantine hotel. And the Center for Health Protection says it is closely monitoring a mainland case of H5N6 bird flu involving a 68-year-old man from Huizhou in Guangdong. He kept poultry at home and developed symptoms a week last Friday. He was admitted to hospital four days later and is now in a critical condition. The Chief Secretary John Lee has said foreign agents lurking in Hong Kong are attempting to deliberately obstruct next week's Legislative Council election as he urged people to vote in the poll. Francis Sitt reports. Writing on his official blog, Mr Lee said the most direct way to crack down on what he referred to as destructive forces in Hong Kong was for people to go to the polls a week from tomorrow. The chief secretary said anti-China disruptors don't want this election, the first under a new electoral system, to be a success. He said foreign agents are deliberately obstructing the successful implementation of the poll and are inciting others to avoid it or cast blank votes because they have been shut out from LegCo. Mr. Lee said that by casting their ballots, voters will show that Hong Kong is entering a constructive era by having patriots rule the city. A 42-year-old man has appeared in Quintong Court to face a kidnapping charge over the alleged abduction of a foreign domestic helper and a toddler in Pokfalam on Wednesday. The case was adjourned until March 4th, pending further police investigation. Bail was refused. Organizers of the Brands and Products Expo say they expect to hit a billion dollars in sales as the event returns for the first time since 2019. The expo was scrapped last year because of the pandemic. Most visitors will have to use the Leave Home Safe app and they won't be able to sample any of the food on sale. Alan Shi, who heads the Chinese Manufacturers Association, expects a million people to visit the fair in Victoria Park over 24 days. We have great confidence in sales as we are approaching the Christmas and New Year spending season. We hope business can return to levels before the pandemic. I believe people still haven't used up their consumption vouchers and the economy has improved recently, so I don't think sales will drop. 
The Center for Health Protection says it is investigating a suspected poisoning case after a 57-year-old man yesterday ate a pufferfish he had caught in local waters. Robert Kemp reports. The centre said the man had developed numbness around his mouth about two hours after eating the fish at home. He went to Yan Chai Hospital A&E and is now in a stable condition. The centre said organs such as the liver, gonads and skin of pufferfish have high concentrations of a marine toxin which does not break down when cooked, boiled, dried or frozen. The poison known as tetrodotoxin can cause respiration and circulation problems and is potentially fatal. There is no known antidote or antitoxin. Onto the weather. It will be fine with the minimum temperature hovering around 19 degrees tomorrow, warm and dry during the day with a maximum temperature of around 25 degrees. Right now it's 21 degrees Celsius. The humidity is standing at 83%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The governor of the U.S. state of Kentucky has warned that more than 50 people are thought to have been killed by tornadoes. Andy Bashir said the figure could rise to as many as 100, but the full extent of the damage would only become clear later. We are nearing the end of the most severe tornado event in Kentucky's history. Multiple tornadoes have touched down, and we have damage in, I believe, over a dozen Kentucky counties. The primary tornado was on the ground continuously for over 200 miles in our state, something we have never seen before. We have deaths in multiple, possibly many counties. The extreme weather has also caused widespread destruction in other states. At least one person was killed in Arkansas. Foreign ministers from the G7 group of countries are seeking to present a united front against Russia as concerns continue over a possible invasion of Ukraine. The British Foreign Secretary Liz Trust, who is hosting the meeting in Liverpool, has warned that such a move would have severe consequences. The BBC's James Lansdale reports. Liz Truss told the G7 ministers that the group of wealthy democracies needed to do more to defend itself against what she called the growing threats from hostile actors. We need to come together strongly, she said, to stand up to aggressors seeking to limit the bounds of freedom and democracy. She singled out Russia and called for a show of unity and warning that any military action against Ukraine would be met by severe economic consequences. What's not clear yet is whether that would involve shutting down the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. It's also not clear what the West might offer Vladimir Putin to step back. To sports now and in cricket, Australia have won the first test of this year's Ashes series in crushing fashion over England. The BBC's Eleanor Odroyd was watching the action on the fourth day at the Gabba. A comprehensive victory for Australia, cruising to the 20 runs they needed for the loss of just one wicket and disappointment for England, who will go to Adelaide 1-0 down in the series. They will take hope from the way they fought back after two awful days in the field and with the bat, though, and that uh, partnership of 162 between David Milan and Joe Root was the highest partnership of the Test match. Milan, though, out for 82, Root for 89 this morning, and after that, no real hope for England. Stokes went for 12 Pope for four, Butler for 23, Wokes for 16, Robinson for eight and Wood for six. So England go to Adelaide for the test match starting on Thursday. They will presumably have their two most experienced bowlers in Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad available for that test match. 
Next to Formula One, tomorrow's season-ending race in Abu Dhabi will decide whether Max Verstappen becomes the first Dutch driver to win the championship or defending champion Lewis Hamilton will become the first driver to win eight world titles. The two men are level on points heading into the final race. Former Formula One driver Eddie Irvine went into the final race of the 1999 season fighting for the world title himself, but finished runner-up to Mika Hakkinen. So, what does he make of Hamilton this season? Lewis, I, I give him 11 out of 10 for for commitment on, on, on this championship. It's been incredible. Uh, you know, I, the one thing that worries me is he's, one of these guys going to get hurt because there really is no holes barred. And uh, I think that's why the FA come down quite hard on Verstappen in the middle of the season. That's the thing that worries me. I had my uh, heart in my mouth a few times there in, in Saudi Arabia. So I just hope that we have an amazing race, but no one, nothing untoward happens. Norwich City manager Dean Smith says the club are waiting on coronavirus test results before their home game against Manchester United late tonight. Norwich's last game was a 3-0 defeat against Tottenham, who have since been hit by an outbreak of the virus. But Smith doesn't think any COVID-related issues at his club are linked to Spurs. There's a couple of players we're worried about, so we've tested and we'll wait for for the PCR results back on them. Just feeling a little bit unwell, not likely to be linked to the game last week with Tottenham. But it's just just a general, I think, with with the whole nation at the moment, of um, holding our breaths at the moment. And before we go, a look at the weather one more time. Currently, it's 21 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is standing at 84%. And that's the news from RTHK.
that's a good thing, isn't it? The Bombay Bicycle Club. Come to. Yeah, you know, BBC. Come to. CT. A million volts in a pool of light. Electricity in the room tonight. Born from fire. Sparks flying from the sun. Hey, I hardly know you. Can I 